on that. Daddy! Yes? If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it? But only real fans, true hardcore fans of this show would know uh, the two most important, most basic facts about the both of us, America's hot, hottest podcasting couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, the first fact, which is about you, Bunny, and this is a totally really real and not made up on the spot fact, is yes. the fact that you, Bunny, are a screenwriter. And for the last couple of years, you have been making quite a living writing those Christmas movies for ABC Family and the Hallmark Channel. Yes. Usually involving some sort of a prince. So, Bunny, why don't you give us some titles of some of your latest Christmas movie scripts that you've been working on? Uh, I kind of put them off all to the last minute because they're not really that hard a script to write. Let's be honest. You, um, you know what? I sort of figured that. Yeah. But they're... Currently for this season, it's um The Missing Elf. Okay. Missing uh, and basically coming up with the screenplay I have several bowls with different words and I will draw from them Uh, so it would be like I'll go in the first bowl and it would be like mother and the next bowl might be single or dad you can get from that you know then um how many children would come out of the bowl and what is special about the child. Like, is it super intelligent or something like that? And some sort of Christmas creature. So I'll pull from that bowl. It could be elf. It could be reindeer, anything like that. This year it was elf. Okay. Um, so it's a single mother with a very, very adorable young daughter who is a hunchback, okay? Um, And she has her favorite elf on the shelf, okay? And something happens this year. Her, Her asshole... I shouldn't spoil it so much, but her asshole boyfriend... You know, just threw a scotch bottle at her one night. Not, not the kid, the mother. You know, and it just yeah. busted right into the elf on the shelf. And the mom didn't know what to do with the elf on the shelf because it all smelled like whiskey. You know, so she threw it out. But now that it's Christmas time and the child realizes it's missing, she's, she's really, really upset in the way only a, a nine-year-old precocious humpback child can be. You know, so yeah. Yeah. that is the current work. Nice. I, 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 I'm excited to see that. It's very yeah. moving. It's very yeah. moving. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. And the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it. But I'm also a storyteller. So here's what I like to do at this point of the show. Find a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know too well, 
and reword it via my own unique storytelling style. And so that's what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. Or SHAP, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name SHAP. It's short, but it packs a lot of punch. It's like a Sex Pistols album. But unlike the Sex Pistols, SHAP isn't full of a bunch of far-right-wing douchebags. Yes. So, there's that. Uh, people were like, oh, Johnny Rodden, seen here with a... Uh, Trump 2020 shirt? I'm so surprised at this. And it's like, yeah, it's not like punk music is usually full of a lot of angry white people. Wow, what a shock. <laughs> what? You to tell me that punk music is comprised solely of uh, angry white males? <laughs> Today on the old shappity shap shap, I have a story about a TV show, its success, and its recent failure that ended in a death a literal death oh so in japan japan is more known for game shows fun game shows crazy game shows people running from a giant boulder and getting hit in the nuts and dangling from a wire in fact back in the day in the early years of the podcast we would assign homework for the show and one of those homework assignments was a big playlist of Gap Japanese game shows. Yes. Like Takichi's Castle and people trying to climb up a slippery mountain and stuff like that. That was a lot of fun. Yes. You know? And there was uh, guys getting hit in the nuts and, and, and stuff. Um, Japanese game shows are fun. Whereas in America, for some reason, most of our game shows are men in suits reading questions. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, where is the fun in that? How come we can't have the fun Japanese game shows? Now, there are a few exceptions. Uh, Double Dare, Minute to Win, and Holy Moly, The Floor is Lava. And what used to be my own personal favorite, and the subject of this week's chap, Wipeout. Wipeout. Okay. Remember Wipeout with the, with the, the, the big balls? The big balls, and people would jump on them and fall into the water? No. Well, Wipeout was a 2008 American game show. It aired on ABC for seven seasons. It was an hour-long show, 130 episodes. Wipeout was a show so successful that copycats are still being made to this day, like the USA Network game show Cannonball which looks pretty blatantly like a ripoff, and it's hosted by WWE's The Miz. But anyway, <laughs> Wipeout, the show Wipeout was an obstacle course show, and it ran from 2008 to 2014. Simple premise, regular Joes, regular everyday people jumping on giant rubber balls and hurting themselves while the two announcers, one funny and one serious, Talking crack-wise and whatnot. Uh, the funny one who wasn't in the original pilot but did appear for the first real episode was John Henson. And for me, that was a big draw. Yes. I was a big fan of, of the, the soup. Skunk boy. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I used to watch The Soup a lot. He hosted that for four seasons or something like that, and I really grew a liking to him. So when I heard that uh, there was this show, Wipeout, and people were going to hurt themselves, I'm like, oh, maybe we'll watch that, and it's hosted by some guy. And John Henson. It's like, damn, that's the skunk. I'll, I'll watch that. <laughs> so uh, by the time the second season of Wipeout premiered on ABC to show you how popular this show was, Wipeout was the third most popular game show at the time. It was the third most popular game show on the planet. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about in America. We are beyond that. The third most popular game show on Earth. Mm -hmm. That is serious. That's fucking huge, right? Like, goddamn. It, the show premiered in summer of 2008. It was the highest rated premiere of any new summer show. It even beat the popular shows of the time, like America's Got Talent and Hell's Kitchen. It was such a hit that they released a number of video games and mobile games, and all of which are decent really? time waste. Who, who hosted yeah. it? Some guy with glasses and John Henson. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember was, that. I remember the name. I remember the name, and I remember a game show called you, Wipeout. If you saw a picture of it, you might remember. Yeah. If you saw a picture of it, you might remember. So here's the question that I was wondering, that I have wondered for quite a long time: If this show was so huge, if at one point in time it was the third most popular game show on in existence. Then how come it isn't available to watch like anywhere? It's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu. It's not on Amazon. It, like, if it's so popular, such a huge ratings hit, then why can't I see it? Uh, and sometimes you'll go, oh, look at this. Wipeout is on Netflix. And you'll yeah. watch it, and it's some British guy. And it's like, <laughs> why? What the fuck am I watching? Well, here's the thing. Uh, ABC and Wipeout did something really smart here, really clever. Uh, so Wipeout was such a hit that all these countries are like, uh, hey, ABC, we are Argentina. The entire country is calling you. We are all of Argentina. And we've heard about your show Wipeout, and it sounds like a lot of fun. And here's a small amount of money. And uh, we want the broadcasting rights to broadcast in Argentina. And uh, um, normally that is what would happen. You know, ABC would say, okay, well, here's, we will take this money and you've got the broadcasting rights and you can broadcast Wipeout in Argentina. But what, but what Wipeout did was different. What Wipeout said, hey, Argentina... You can give us a small amount of money. We'll give you these episodes. But if you give us more money, how about you do your own wipeout? Okay. Which is so, so they did that. So instead of getting a small amount of money for broadcasting rights, ABC started selling wipeout all across the planet. So now there's Wipeout Argentina, there's Total Wipeout on the BBC, Wipeout Australia, and strange fact, there's Wipeout Canada, and Wipeout Quebec, which is really? a which is different from Wipeout Canada. 
So there's wipeouts all over the planet now, and that's why you kind of, why, you know, there's not, it's kind of difficult to find wipeout, where it's like, uh, hey, uh, we could sell the rights for these episodes of Wipeout to Netflix, but then that will uh, lower the amount of money. So many people will be watching Wipeout on Netflix that that will lower the amount of money that we can charge all of these countries. And hey, we might want to do a Wipeout Brazil. So no, Netflix, uh-huh. you won't have Wipeout. Here's British Wipeout. I've seen British Wipeout a bunch of times. It's a, a bit more serious. But they did, they did, uh, Wipeout did just start a channel on Pluto. Okay. It's really weird. And it's, Pluto TV is just a bunch of uh, streaming TV channels that just show one specific things over and over again. So there's a channel for Fail Army, and they just show fail videos with a couple of commercials interspersed. There's a channel that just shows random episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000, and there's one channel that that now just shows American Wipeout. (laughs) So, so... I might have to check it out. Yeah, so if you want to watch Wipeout, you can go to Pluto TV as long as you're okay with watching the same six ads over and over again. Because that does drive me insane and why I don't go to Pluto a lot. (laughs) So that's the story of Wipeout. Now here is some brand new, hot off the freaking presses news, Bunny. Are you ready for this? Okay. Um... This literally, this story literally broke yesterday. Okay, okay? cool. Had another chat planned, but then this news hit, and I was like, I gotta talk about Wipeout now. So, uh, in April of 2020, in the middle of the pandemic, TBS, the cable station, Superstation TBS, which is a local TV channel in, what, Chicago? That said, what if we take this local TV station and just put it on cable? And we'll call it a super station. So it's a Chicago TV channel and a cable channel all across the world. And I always thought that that was interesting. So I would always watch TBS on cable. It's like, oh, how weird. I'm watching Bozo the Clown for the first time in my life. (laughs) is this i'm watching oh so this is harry carey yeah i get more jokes now that's interesting oh look bill murray has shown up in the broadcast booth of a cubs game okay that sounds like something bill murray would do i i I feel like i'm a part of chicago (laughs) So, so tbs in april of 2020 announced they were doing a reboot of wipeout Okay. Yeah, so so it's a brand new wipeout with hosts John Cena, sure, and uh, Nicole Byers, who is the only reason to watch the show Nailed It on Netflix. Okay. I do not like cooking shows, but oh my god, Nicole Byer is amazing. She's fucking hilarious <laughs> woman that just doesn't take people shit and I, I, it, she's a really good reason to watch Nailed It on Netflix and apparently they started filming it because just yesterday the news broke 
that a contestant on the new Wipeout reboot completed the obstacle course and then fucking died. <laughs> the news broke yesterday, but apparently on Wednesday, November 18th, an unidentified man in his 30s completed the obstacle course, collapsed on the floor, required medics, and uh, he was rushed to a nearby hospital where he was then declared dead. The show stopped production on Thursday and Friday, and they had already planned to take the week of Thanksgiving off, and that's it. That's all the information that we know. They haven't released the guy's name or okay. why he died. Personally, I tried to get a quote from John Cena about this, but I couldn't find him. That guy is hard to find. Really? No, his catchphrase in the I... WWE was, you can't see me. Oh. So that was sort of a wrestling joke. <laughs> he would go, you can't see me. So it's like, hey, that's why they hired John Cena. They're like, oh, my God, somebody died. Who's the host of this? I don't know. I can't find him anywhere. <laughs> it's like the host just disappeared because they just can't see. Where's John Cena? Can somebody tell me where he is? There's there's no telling now the future of Wipeout. Like, is, are they still going to do the show? I mean, they could, but it seems like in poor taste now. How far along were they in filming? Are they just going to stop it and not come back after Thanksgiving? Is John Cena without a job? I mean, there's no telling the future of this Wipeout reboot with a death under its belt. But my wife and I had a long conversation, and we think that the death might be COVID-related. Something tells okay. me that when the story breaks about this guy dying, it's going to be... Hi, my name is John. I'm a computer programmer from Boston, and I'm excited to do Wipeout. Okay, John, tell us about yourself. Well, I got the coronavirus in March, but I defeated it, and now I feel healthy and 100% A-OK, -okay, and I'm ready to tackle this Wipeout course. Because <laughs> scientists are still trying to study like the after effects of the coronavirus because you catch the coronavirus and then you defeat it great but there are long-lasting health effects that they're yes. still trying to figure out like like i have the coronavirus and now i feel good but like i'm not gonna go run the new york city marathon now no and and on top of it the the numbers for reinfection is climbing so yeah. the whole concept so of system. herd immunity doesn't work now so I not that it really did previous. Yeah. So I don't know why this guy died. They haven't released that. They haven't released his name or anything about him. But my money is on this guy had the coronavirus. And then yeah. he did wipe out. And then he died. Or maybe he had the coronavirus and he didn't tell anybody on the show and then he died. Because that's also a possibility. Yeah. But that's where my money is on. Anyway. That's the show Wipeout. I, I, after this, I'm definitely going to put on Pluto on my TV and watch a little bit of Wipeout because, God damn it, it's a fun show. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it basically, it's basically, it was basically Holy Moly, but without the gulf. That's why I started watching Holy Moly. And I'm like, oh, so it's Wipeout with gulf. Okay, I'll watch that. Okay. And now, like, my whole family watches it, and we have a fun time every summer watching Holy Moly, the Wipeout Golf Show. So I, I, I live to see the day the one game show that basically cut through all the bullshit, okay? It was a yeah. very short-lived game show 
that is what actually replaced Dark Shadows. When ABC took Dark Shadows off the air, they put on this game show called The Money Maze. The Money Maze. And the contestants would be a mother and a father against another mother and a father. And they would put them in a maze (laughs) and make them run through the maze and at different spots of the maze, they would get money. (laughs) Just money. There's $10,000 at stake every time our audience shouts, five, four, three, two, one, go. Welcome to the magical mystery of the money maze. And now here's our star, the master of the maze, Nick Clooney. Well, this is interesting. And you would get uh, to fact, keep all the money that you found unless you, you had less than the other family. If you didn't beat the other family, then you lost all your money. Dude, is is the host Nick Clooney related to George Clooney? Because I can kind of see it. Probably not. But oh my god, that maze is huge. Look at that. Are you are you actually Jesus. looked it up? Yeah, no, I absolutely looked it up. This is a huge-looking set. Jeez. <laughs> um, one thing that I have learned about the internet, a lot of people are fucking obsessed with game shows. So yeah. I looked up game show The Money Maze, and sure enough, like there's a whole freaking Wikipedia about it. Awesome. I haven't seen it since back in the day. So, like, I haven't seen this since I was, like, nine. <laughs> but, like, there's nothing yeah. to... It's memorable because there's just nothing to it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's likely that self-related costs, which included the rental fee for taping at a large studio for several days, and all of the overtime paid for setting up and striking the set and storing the set, played a deciding factor in the show's cancellation. According to uh, the producer, it, it was, quote, the first game show where the stage crew took home more money than the actual contestants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. I need to see if I can find this show now because this looks fun. This looks like exactly the sort of thing that I would have gone nuts over when I was a kid. <laughs> you know? I, I, a I weird, sad, crazy premise. That would have been fun. I, I liked it. I had a hard time liking it because it took Dark Shadows away, so I was already angry at the show. You know? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's it for uh, Steve's Historic Approximations this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about the British pornographer that successfully took down Scotland Yard. Nice. And, it, and it's like one British pornographer successfully took down an entire uh, department in Scotland Yard. Like, good for you, dude. <laughs> yes. Good for you. You were running an illegal business, but damn, you, you, you fought the law and you won. Yes, you did. You don't get to say that a lot. So, like, good on you, mate. <laughs> And cut on that. Bunny!